We wrote an article that went viral and sparked a natural hair revolution. We are Elise and Aisha, moms to small humans, digital content creators, licensed hairstylists, brand agnostic, curl educators, and generally your snarky girlfriends with no filter. We're two women from the south side of Chicago taking the stupid out of natural hair. On this episode of Curls Disrupted, we are going to talk about crowdsourcing. And why we don't give tips. Yeah. <laughs> People get extra, like, big mad when they come on our page and are like, hey, so can you give me a recommendation for <laughs> whatever it is? And they're like, so I've never seen your hair before. And it would be irresponsible of me to give you tips. Tips, yes. product recommendations, tell you to go out and spend some money other than to find a qualified curl professional in your area that you whose work you like and go see them. Yeah, because honestly, though, I, I'll tell you this. I actually started out as a blogger. If y'all don't know, I, was, I started out as a blogger when I first went natural. And so I would actually lean on other stylists that I had a relationship with for information. Now, Elise actually used to give me something, a little something, but I'm sure her spirit was like, this is just not enough because there's so much more that goes along with this. Instead of people telling you like, or saying to you, like when y'all ask a question, we usually ask about 12 questions and people get annoyed by that <laughs> and knew that we were going to ask questions. The reason why we ask questions is because in order for us to give a solid recommendation, and this goes for people that sit in our chair, people who are in our digital community, the Black Girl Magic Digital Salon, in order for us to give you a concise recommendation that we actually feel comfortable with, we need to, the, to know the answers to these 12 questions. And it's literally 12 questions because what's happening now is folks are saying, hey, my hair is dry. What should I do? And other people who are in the same boat are giving their opinion and telling you, well, use this product, do this routine. I layer this, this leave-in, this oil, and this cream, and this works for me. And... Don't know what that person's texture is, meaning the size of their their hair strand, what their curl pattern is, what their density is, what their lifestyle is, what their climate is. They don't know these, this person from Adam's house cat. And they're providing solutions to the actual problems that they don't even know what they are yet. Meanwhile, if you go over to the person's page that's giving these suggestions or recommendations, they need to see somebody Ooh. who has the suggestions or recommendations to actually give them so that they can actually get the help that they need. <laughs> can so, we talk about that, please? Please, 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 please. So then we have people <laughs> who are blind. You know what I'm saying? That's like people who don't have children giving you advice about children. Unless you are have, have don't have children and you have been a nanny for years and years and years, it's still different. you work in a school, you've been a teacher for a number of years, I know you have some paperwork to solidify your um, education and early childhood development. Yeah. Otherwise, Other, Don't no. tell me how to parent my kid. And if we're going on your page, we're like... First so of all, your hair looks like it's on the struggle bus, and you're about to put bring somebody else on with you to the struggle bus and give them recommendations that you use that you're saying works for you. And we're looking like, so what does work actually mean and look like for you? Because that's actually a question we tend to ask a lot too. Oh, because yeah. if you're telling somebody to do this, we're looking at your hair and saying, and looking at the routine that you just gave the person, like that I, sounds real complicated and it's not benefiting you the way you think it is. I, and you get mad at me? 
I oh, am, my page? I am so perplexed by this because there is no way on this green earth that somebody <laughs> can give me a recommendation and I'm not going to go over to their page to see what their hair actually looks like. I want to check like the somebody, receipts. That's like somebody, like you You have a neighbor and your neighbor has brown grass and you're trying to get green grass, right? <laughs> Are you listening to your neighbor that has a brown grass or the neighbor across the way that got the green ass grass that you want? You're like, I want that dope ass grass I because we're that. adults. Because we're adults and this, these <laughs> are real Things. About these right, these are things that people, adults get excited about. But you're not going to listen to the person that got the brown, burnt, sun-dried grass. And they're okay with that. And that's fine for they're them not to really. be okay with they're that. They're not really okay with that. They no, want no, the grass. They're okay. they're okay with it. Some people are okay with it because they have it or they're, they don't care enough. They don't care. They don't care. So, But that's not the person you're going to seek for the thing. And the same thing with money. Don't ask people that don't have the thing that you're seeking. Now, number one, you got to be realistic about what you're seeking. Number one, but don't go crowdsourcing for folks who are in the same boat as you. And the reason why we don't tell you, well, use because it would be so simple because everybody looks like they want a plug and play solution. Right. And it would be so simple for us to say, go buy this shampoo, go buy this conditioner, go buy this one or two styling products and girl, you're going to be fine. But it would be so when we say irresponsible of us, highly, highly irresponsible for us for us to tell you to go purchase 80 to $150 worth of products, not tell you why to use those products. How? How? When? How much? When? For what? There's so much more that goes into giving product recommendations. In fact, when we're in a salon working with clients, when we're done working on them, we literally go up to the table where all the products up and line up the products. <laughs> I actually have my clients record me because it's easier mm-hmm. than taking notes. I'm like, listen, turn Just your turn your, turn, turn your video on. You can record me. And I literally explain to them when to use all the products, mm-hmm. how to use them. Hey, in four days, use this. If that don't work, do this. I'm giving them all the scenarios. And the amounts. Let's talk about what we do in the actual service. Our clients have mirrors. They're literally holding on to a reflective surface or their phones if they choose to record the service. And they're looking back at what we're doing. And we're showing them we're using this much gel. And then we're using that much of another product. And then this is all the shampoo you need. And let me show you how emulsify this is. This turns into that much. This is how you properly apply it to the hair so that you're not using half a bottle of $24 shampoo. That's the problem. That's why y'all don't want to invest in these good products. Because like, oh my God, that's too much. But most people aren't even realizing you're only using a quarter size amount of that good shampoo each time. If you know how to use it. Yeah, and um, listen, I think it's dope that people took the time out of their lives to create these uh, avenues and information places for you to get insight on how to take care of your hair. The problem with all of that is that there is no way for anybody solidly to just say, use this, use that, and this is going to work. It doesn't work like that. In fact, if I see, and I've said this in another podcast, if I see another Rod Flexi set <laughs> done. She ain't going to let this go. I'm not. Because <laughs> I seen one this week with oh, cream. Oh, no. With cream. Oh, no. If I see something done with cream Burn. again, if I see it done with cream, if I see another person roll a Rod or Flexi Rod and not use proper parting, because there's a proper Ooh. way Can we to talk part about- the hair. Can we talk about- Actually, that's another podcast. But the art of how to set hair applies to relax, 
straight, natural, tight, cool, curly, whatever hair that exists on this market, there is a theory to setting hair that has not changed in a hundred plus Ain't years, guys. Nothing y'all can do new to, to make it any different. Like, I know y'all came up with all these different ways to twist. It's like a twist Y'all three-stranding in a, in a, on a loop-de-loop twisting. I was in like, a... yeah, the real, look, listen, in real life, people don't have that kind of time. Listen, <laughs> as look, I've watched home improvement shows. It's like, I'm going to do that project. I haven't done nothing, okay? Nothing. I've done, I've started something. <laughs> I didn't finish that shit. It ain't happened. I'm not doing it again. There are people, there are professionals out here. I'm going to get my coins together and I'm going to hire a contractor who has connects of people who are going to do the work and do it right. I want my stuff done right the first time. So I'm saying all that to say you guys are creating an expensive, a more expensive. And that's actually what people are commenting. Like, I can't go natural because it's too expensive. Or I can't go natural because it's too intensive. It takes too much maintenance. It takes too much. Can we? Oh, that comment that we saw recently about when, when Gabrielle Union was wearing her natural curls for an Instagram photo. Her curls are beautiful. And there was a comment by another influencer, business professional, I'm going to say her name. Uh, yeah. Massey Arias. About uh -huh. why she went back to wearing her hair straight. Because natural hair was this really difficult behemoth thing. And we can understand her pain. She's the mom of a small child. I think our daughters are probably like... I think they're within a month of each other's okay. age. So I get where she is as a mom. And she's a fitness professional who's going and teaching and influencing and, and shooting. And having to be in the eye. And she has to look a certain way. Absolutely. And it's really sad that she started her journey crowdsourcing. On the internet, and the internet itself made it so difficult for her. It's like, F all of this, I'm going back to straight hair Listen. because I don't have eight hours Listen. to do my hair. Listen, I saw when she crowdsourced and inside my body cringed. <laughs> I weeped on the inside because I knew after reading all those comments, she was going to go back. I knew it already, girl. I knew you were going back to every relaxer. We love you. There yeah. is no shade nor no, tea because we get it. But we you're, get it. she's just a, somebody you saw in the space that was like going natural. And I was like, okay, she's going natural. And I thought a little bit, it was like, well, maybe she might stick with it because she's in the fitness uh, arena. Mm -hmm. And honestly, for those who are in fitness, Natural being natural and in the fitness arena actually go hand in hand. It's one of real. the easy, it's one of the easiest things that you can do if you lifestyle get, wise. Lifestyle wise, if you get the right information at, at the right time. Yes, and I knew when I saw what I saw in On those comments comment. when she crowdsourced and actually we got tagged a couple of times. We did. We did get we, tagged, we, but we, I we understood. Did an no, we uh, we did we, we did we did an we introduction. did do an introduction, but I knew that she didn't have the time to do what we offer, you know what I'm saying, as far as mm -hmm. like uh, the Black Girl Magic digi Digital Salon or even uh, Wash Your Damn Hair. I knew she didn't have that kind of time. Yeah. But I should have tagged her to some stylists because there's plenty of stylists in LA that could have got her <laughs> right, for real. She would have stayed natural um, had she had gotten the proper help, guidance, and mindset. Because again, when you think that it's hard and you think that it's difficult, I'm literally like reading her comment at understanding but still being really sad for her at the same time because crowdsourcing that information somebody was like stand on your head jump three times crack this egg on your head and do whatever and yes when you're a busy professional you don't have time to do natural 
Like everybody out here is nah, doing that. y'all can't, y'all cannot. We have clients that are super busy professionals. I mean, we've got, we've got doctors, lawyers, social workers, teachers, <laughs> busy moms of like four children. Like we have <laughs> literally like we have every single lifestyle you can absolutely think of. We actually have those people mm-hmm. sitting in our chairs. And so I knew right then and there when I saw all those comments from the crowdsourcers who love to share like, oh, use mop, mop to do and do. <laughs> I didn't want to name any brands, <laughs> but, you know, use everything on the Target aisle and, you know, this person's product's dope. And it's, it's like, it's, no, it's, it's too much. It's, it's too much to comprehend. It's too much to sift through. And it's too much input without enough insight to actually implement something that is simple and easy and effective in the in your life. And so I think her that's a really honest example of how where crowdsourcing gets you. And for some people, they do have the time and energy to, to, to trial and error and trial and error and try to figure it out. But for her, she nah. didn't have time. <laughs> we don't have time. A lot of our clients don't have time. And sometimes the people who do have time have more time than money. But again, you have to then qualify the sources. Absolutely. That you are crowdsourcing from. It's where is this person getting their knowledge from? Where is this person bringing all of these different elements together? What results and effects are they getting from what they're telling you to do? Yeah, and I'll say this, Massey. That's the name, right? Yeah, Massey Arias. Messy girl, listen. It took me two. It took me two different times to go natural. The first time that I went natural, I went to work. My coworker was like, "Nah, man, <laughs> Sam, if you're out there, he knows who he is." He was like, mm. "Actually, he was like, girl, no." And so I actually went back and relaxed my hair. But the second time I did it, I was really sure that this was something I wanted to do. I think she was trying something. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know what? Everybody's crowdsourcing because that's what we do that's out what here we in do. the streets. Um, but like you said earlier, crowdsourcing from who? Because everybody who said conditioner, co-washing was a jam with that VO5, I have canceled all those people. <laughs> Look, y'all want to cancel people? I'm canceling those people, okay? <laughs> Yeah. Those, that's what I'm canceling. Anybody who said that, anybody who said shea butter and coconut oil was dope, those people are canceled in my life, okay? Because that didn't help me. It harmed me, actually. So those are things that I'm canceling. So I I knew, like, after a couple months of listening to things or crowdsourcing for information on the internet, mm-hmm. that that wasn't it. But it still took me a minute before I actually got to the salon. So I understand that journey and that process to get here. Now, if this is something you really want to do and you're really serious about it, you, again, like Elise already said, you need to qualify the source that you're getting this insight from. Insight. You want insight. Insight insight is very different from information. Yes. We have information overload and a dearth of insight. And that's where, that's exactly where we saw the, 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 chink in the market where it was just like everybody's telling you use this product do this thing be this thing versus like this is the why and I've always I've always been that person I was a kid that was like mommy why mommy why 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 so I always had to know why stuff but when you say that I my first 10 years of being natural actually no my first six years of being natural because I've been natural this point for 10 years straight without any relax I used to jump back and forth because I saw a haircut I liked or I saw um Something that a stylist did, like, I want that. And so it was more about a style for me. It was never about a Mm. lifestyle. But this was before natural hair became 
a lifestyle. But we have our great parts of that lifestyle and we have the not so great parts mm-hmm. of our life. That lifestyle, again, about where we sus- subscribe to this idea that it's hard, that it's difficult, that it takes all of these steps. And then we crowdsource it while everybody else is making it difficult. And everybody is... what? And let me tell y'all what's happening. I'm going I'm to lean a little closer to the mic and into the camera. So what's happening right now is these product companies... These corporate product companies are expecting you to get sick of being natural. They're shoving all these products down your throat while conversely not training the hairstylists that they're still selling relaxer and relaxed hair products to and straight hair products to. They're not training them in natural hair. So they're expecting you to get overloaded and sick of all of these products that are flooding the market. They're waiting. And get sick of you doing your own hair at home by yourself and say, I'm just going to turn this over to someone who can manage this for me. And they're expecting a return to relaxers. Ooh, they've been waiting a hot little minute now. Some people are- Care and treatment. You know what's interesting though? That the people that when they do come into the salon, they've been natural for like, I had one recently. She's like, I've been natural for three years. It ain't been working. I said, so at any point- during this three years, did you ever consider getting a relaxer? And she was like, I was like, this close, but I still wasn't, I didn't want to do it. So you have people really committed to being natural. Honestly, I probably would have threw in the towel. <laughs> I'm going to get my little feathers back, going on with my hair draping down my back, you know, <laughs> blowing in the wind. I would have went back, honestly, if I hadn't figured out some things that made sense or if I hadn't used some discernment. Because I had a level of discernment. I'm like, yeah, so that'd be all fine. <laughs> That's a no. I can't make uh, this work. No, <laughs> I'm not doing that. So at some point, some things don't make sense. If you, like, at some point, it doesn't make sense that you keep doing all this stuff to your hair and your hair is still dry. Like, at what point do you keep running yourself into the brick wall mm-hmm. and nothing's but, happening from it? But people don't it? run themselves to the brick wall. They run to weaves. Yeah, they, they do. They run to wigs. Braids. They run to braids. They do. Well, they get a relaxer. Because when we start talking to relaxer stylists, because they are still stylists that specialize yeah. in, in giving they do dope, it. healthy relaxers. They're doing well. They're doing very well for themselves. And they're also doing a lot of virgin relaxers. Virgin relaxers weren't even really a thing for a very long time. The only th- virgin relaxer you would do was when someone was like 12. Or right. 13 and they grown were getting their first women. relaxers. They were not doing grown women's virgin relaxers. There are stylists now who are doing multiple virgin relaxers on adult women per week. And some of those women, yes, they definitely want to go back to relaxers. And we are not shading nor teeing anybody who wants to go back oh, to relaxers. Oh, no. Do you, babe? Girl. Do you, babe? I, I, the only reason why I haven't at least done it one time in the last 10 years is because are you really going to listen to a natural hairstylist who has a relaxer? Absolutely not. So, that's really <laughs> my only reason. But what's happening is there's people who did not want to go back to a relaxer. Actually, I talked to a lady when I was at a business conference this February who sat next to me and was like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have found you six months ago when I relaxed my hair because I didn't want to, but I did not feel like there was another choice because what the internet was telling me by crowdsourcing, I just couldn't do that no more. Yeah, like these ladies do not have time. They don't have time for some of the stuff that people who are professional are telling them. And they also don't have time for the nonsense on the internet. And it's a lot of nonsense. It's a lot of nonsense. And, and we're, we're not even going to say it didn't come from the profession because there's some nonsense coming yeah, from the profession. Yeah, there's some too. nonsense coming from the profession. That's why I said the professionals and the consumers <laughs> have shared some nonsense on the internet. But 
this is not that, and at some point, we have to get to a point where crowdsourcing is not a thing. You can't crowdsource for things that you really want to know. You crowdsource, if you crowdsource for like financial information, like at some point, you're going to invest in some information that actually speaks to you. That's it's tailored to your particular life absolutely. and financial circumstance. That's all we're saying. Qualify your source. Mm-hmm. Invest in the actual knowledge that you're seeking. And not just go book an appointment with a hairstylist. Go book an appointment with someone who is doing the thing you want. You. In particular. You. We're not Don't. telling we're not telling you what that thing is. You have to decide for yourself what's important to you and find someone who lines up with you with that. Like they share the same moral values as you, I guess, when that it comes to hair. Philosophy of hair. Mm-hmm. To somebody who is going to give you what you need. Not just because we get it. Not every hairstylist has the same specialty. Not every doctor has the same specialty. You cannot go to a thoracic surgeon if you broke your toe. So the same thing is you can't just go to a hairstylist who blows out natural hair. You'd be like, but I want to wear my curls and all she could do is blow out hair. She told you that before she you booked with her. You saw that on her Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, that's on you to do your due diligence. But make sure that you are qualifying the source of your information. And when you crowdsource information, take it all with a grain of salt. Take it with the fact that natural hair is easy. Natural hair is not 10 products and eight hours. Natural hair is not pining over somebody's curls that your hair will never do. Ever. It, natural hair is not pining over someone's length. Oh, then once you get half of that length, you're like, this is too much hair. Yeah. We've like, got to know ourselves and be realistic. Be very realistic. And again, when you're qualifying your source, you need to make sure that that source has the insight that you are looking for. Okay. When I say qualified, we first want to start with some 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 experience. Experience. Uh-huh. <laughs> some licensure. Yeah, yeah. And some receipts. Th- those are the three three things that I think qualify someone as a resource. I'm just not going to like, you can't just tell me like, go in the back, the man in the alley got, the, like, I need to see what the man in the alley has. Okay? You just don't hire a photographer. Like, you look to see if the photographer's work. Aesthetic and I matches what you have in mind for yourself. So the same thing is can be said about those sharing information and the crowdsourcing. And let me tell you this: don't let those genetics fool you. Ooh, the, ooh, oh, you about to start fights up in here. Don't let the genetics fool you, cause being just having long hair is not enough. Um, just because you wake up and like uh, in the video with the little skit that we did. You're living and you're breathing. Your hair is growing. <laughs> okay? It's growing, guys. And and not to get caught up again, somebody's genetics gave them their curl pattern. Somebody's mm. genetics gave their hair its ability to, ability to withstand abuse. I mean, I'll say mine has. My mama grows long hair. My daddy grows long hair. Uh, my daughter grows long hair. That's genetics, guys. Yeah. That I, I, and I'm, I'm the first one to say, I abuse the hell up out of my own hair. I don't do it to my clients. Does. But I abuse the hell out of my own hair. And I just cut half of it off because I was like, I am tired of shampooing and conditioning long hair. So don't let someone's length, don't let someone's sheen or shine, don't let someone's latent hairstyling ability because they're frustrated hairstylists, uh, frustrate you in your own journey. Seek knowledge for understanding. Don't just seek information. Go ahead, get that insight, 
And let's stop crowdsourcing. Yeah, we're done. 